Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Hello, welcome back to Mascast, the Manchester United Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Haydar Abani. I'm joined by Rob, as always. Guys, give us a follow on at TF Mascast. Give me a follow on at Haydar underscore Abani. Give Rob a follow on at underscore Rob underscore B. Manchester United have dropped two points, Rob. I'm going to say that because we were 2-0 up and we let two goals in against Villa. Philip Coutinho came on, got a goal and assist, changed the game. I'm very frustrated because, I, for me, I saw the Jekyll and Hyde of Manchester United. For that first 35 minutes, we saw some of the best football we played under Ranić. We saw intensity. We saw counter-pressing. United's got two goals. Bruno Fernandes got on the score sheet. And you're thinking, this is a really good performance. The best we've played in a while. Have Manchester United turned a corner? But no. Two mistakes. Two poor goals to give away. And in the end, it's a very disappointing result. The fan base are frustrated. I'm frustrated. How are you feeling after that game? Frustrated like everyone else, but maybe maybe a little bit more optimistic this time. Because I think what we did see from Manchester United today was that for the first time since Ralph Rangnick has arrived at the football club, they look like a team that's taking on the coaching and understanding the method. The two goals that Manchester United gave away today came from really poor positional errors from Delow on the right-hand side reading his job wrong in those two moments. Because if he does his job, the simple stuff, Haydar, Man United win this game 2-0. And we're talking about how great Man United were in moments and how optimistic we are because we got three points. And I think this is where us doing a tactical show is more important than, say, doing a reactionary post-match show. Because, yeah, we're all frustrated. We wanted to win that game. And you've got the game in your lap, haven't you? But when you can't do a system 
and that's why you're losing matches. That's one thing. But today we saw we saw that they can do this system, but it will take time to refine it and to find ways to become better at it. But it went to a good Aston Villa team. They should have got the points today. But I don't think it was Jacqueline Hyde. I think this is a process. And I think people have to understand this now, is that Man United are going to be good in, in parts of matches, not so good in other parts of matches. And when you're trying to train a team to counter-press, which we did see in the first 40 minutes today, they counter-pressed the best they have since Ranić come to the football club. That is a positive. But there's individual errors still in there laced, especially in the second half. And that is why you don't win this football match. I think we're gonna have, we're gonna be disagreeing, you know, throughout this podcast on this uh, on this show today because I didn't see what you saw today. I saw I saw that first thirty five minutes. You know, what, we'll start really at the beginning, Rob. And I want to talk about selection. I don't see my frustration, Rob, generally as a whole under Ranić is that you see these little glimpses, but and I know it will take time, and I absolutely agree with that. But today was not from, that was not acceptable. Today you can give. You give the players, you know, maybe um, you can give them a little bit of respite if, you know, they, they lost the game to, because of individual brilliance or some fantastic goals. There's two mistakes. United were 2-0 up, Rob. You can't lose the game. doesn't matter what the tactics are. That's a mentality issue as well. We know that there's a mentality issue in the squad. And I think you're seeing that today, that these guys haven't quite got it up here to see out games. And that's a frustration for me. When we look mm. at the selection as well, I mean, I was very happy to see what we saw today. It was something different. We saw, right, okay, Ranić is you know, selecting players who deserve to be selected. We saw Alanga get an opportunity. We saw uh, Mason play up top as well. No Ronaldo today. Obviously, it looks like he has a hip flexor injury, so he'll probably be back next game. But we looked at that team and we thought, you know, this could be very, very exciting. And that first 35 minutes was fantastic, especially the two young lads on in, on the flanks. You know, they were really, really electric. They were, you know, providing width. They were also coming in and uh, running the channels. What I liked about United's uh, display, though, Rob, is they were actually playing a little bit of counter-press. They were playing what Ranić wants him to do. They were sticking to his principles, and that's what we want to see. The problem mm -hmm. is that after that first 35 minutes, we have that lull. This side can't, for a full 90 minutes, do what Ranić wants to do. And in that in that instance, Rob, then, that's where Ranić has to turn around later on in the game and be like, right, okay, this isn't quite working. The player's running out of gas. Let's maybe show up the midfield. We know that Donny van der Beek isn't at the highest up on the list, but bringing an extra man there would have helped to show up the midfield. And that was my frustration today is that it's quite obvious we could see as the game was going on that the players are running out of gas. They can't do what Ranić wants them to do for 90 minutes for obvious reasons. They haven't had a full pre-season to do it, but almost capitulating at the end. And that's my frustration today. I think you're frustrated now because we are 10 minutes after the game. I think tomorrow you'll look at this completely differently. So if you if you say, for instance, that Joga Delo does his job on those two plays, which means he needs to be narrow. So the first time, so we'll talk about the two goals, yeah? The first goal we talked about on the Masterclass a few weeks ago, where against Newcastle, I think it was, where he turns his body away, yeah? So he's showing the player on the outside. So he's saying, go on the outside and I will meet you there. But what's he do? That means he gives everything inside away. So the first goal, that's where that comes from. He turns that way, Villa go through the channel. The second goal... He's turning that way again in the right-back position and he's, he allows the ball to go inside him because his weight is on the wrong foot. His weight should be like this. And if it's like that, he cuts it out. 
then you win the game, Haydar. So this this whole this whole podcast becomes a completely different podcast. We're not talking about butlers. We're not talking about people not doing their jobs. We're talking about a positive result. So Man United got this close to a positive result today if their right back had done his job. And I think this is a problem with Delo. Is that Delo will always give you these moments defensively, and we've talked about him a lot last season and this season about really the things that he is not good at. We know on the front foot, he's a wing back, he can get forward. And I think when he did have the ball at his feet going forward, he was okay today. But defensively, he gives up responsibility. That's what he does. So when I see a player like a right back turning his body that way, he's kind of going, I'm not interested in what's going on inside me. Not interested because that's not my job. Now, it is your job. It is your job. So if he does his job today, Haydar, we're not disappointed with the team. So you're right as well. Like you, you said there about, um, you know, changes. And I think that that's a visceral thing. I think managers have to live and die by their changes. Uh, Alanga got injured and that's why Sancho had to come on. So that was an enforced one. And you saw obviously late in the game, he made kind of two kind of midfield energy, uh, kind of like for like substitutions, kind of normal. But I think besides that, up until those moments of those two horrible goals that Villa scored, was a job well done. They actually took the tactics on today and did the work. I think the key positions where you had Cavani pushing forward, Bruno joining him, Fred playing the number eight, pushing through the middle. You had uh, Mason on the right coming in, Alanga from the left coming in. That shape, that pressing system worked. It is the first time we've seen that it worked. So for that reason, I feel all right. The result is crap. You're right. It's horrible. You should not be 2 0 up and concede two goals. But this is a Man United team on its knees and has been on its knees. I expected Villa to win this game comfortably today. And Man United actually turned up and gave a little bit of a performance. So I'm taking the positive because I look at those things and I still think that today, if you have, I don't know, a Luke Shaw in there or maybe one more of your, your first team starters or something a little bit more familiar. You, you probably win this game. Um, but I think when you kind of look at where United stretched it, and I think the wing-backs can be an issue. I think today, Rafael Varane, for me, just does not look like the Rafael Varane we expect. And I think also in defensive midfield, in the 4-1, 4-1, as United kind of played for most of the game, I think Nemanja Matic did a good job in the first half, and in the second half, just looked like he was 56 years old or something. So... Those are kind of the main points. We'll, we'll kind of go through them all step by step. But I don't think United bottled this today. I think they bottled plenty of other games in the last few weeks. But I think today they actually did a plan, showed what they can do. And I think there's at least some positivity to take into the next matches. We'll have to agree to disagree, you know, sort of on on the bottling front. Because for me, that is... But if is I it was here gonna... or is it here? It's one no, or the Rob, other. Rob, are we Rob, thinking Rob, or are we feeling it there? You can't, you can't be 2-0 up and then bottle it like that. It's just not what you can do. It's just not possible. Like, it's just in control, 2-0 up. And they allowed Villa back into the game. And they can see... After you can see that first goal, you can... Be there. I'm there. I Good. can't hear you. Okay. You've gone. Okay. No, no. What I was saying was, you can't concede that first goal and then concede straight after like that. Mm-hmm. Especially being ahead with what? What was it? 75 minutes in. One, one. I do want to talk about a few positives today, though, because and we'll talk about Varane and Matic in more in more detail. I agree with you on the the Dallo point. He will give you something going forward, but 
on the back foot, he's a problem. He did this against Sam Maximag against Newcastle. He's uh, he done it today. I think United will probably have to look at something in the summer for that position, whether it's Ethan Laird or whether they go and invest and uh, bring someone in who can do the job. But I do want to talk about Bruno Fernandes today, and we will talk about, obviously, Varane and Matic in a second. But he got two goals. He's a player who, you know, hasn't had a good season. What we saw today, though, is we saw that he was given a little bit more freedom. He was able to do what he does well. He was able to pick up those pockets of spaces. He's able to affect the game. And if you know I can get Bruno firing a little bit more this season, they haven't had him at all. This will surely, surely help Ranić till the end of the season. I think Bruno Fernandes was much better today because he played in a position that allows him to play what he does well. So he's not expected to come come too deep in a 4-1-4-1. He's got a defensive midfielder screening behind him. That help, that really does help. And him playing next to Fred, who's obviously a high-energy player, also helps him. The biggest bit for uh, Bruno Fernandes today is what's also in front of him. So Cavani goes and closes down those defenders and opens up the space behind him, which is something that the icon doesn't do. So Cristiano does not do that. And I think this is why Ronaldo and Bruno just do not fit. You know, they don't fit for Portugal. They don't fit for Man United. Systematically, they don't fit. In the chemistry, they don't fit. You would think that they don't even know each other. You know, a lot of the times that they play, they just don't connect. But for Bruno, you see today, this is why I always say that one position affects another. So today, you know, in a negative sense, you're right back concedes you two goals doesn't help you there you don't defend correctly and it's a 2-2 game and we all feel terrible because of one at one position but if he does his job it's okay Bruno Fernandes on the front foot today was much better and influenced Alanga influenced Cavani influenced Mason and Fred even was pushing into those areas I mean did Fred got obviously the assist didn't he for Bruno's goal so that showed that a lot of those things in the last few weeks that just have not worked for Man United, worked tonight. And that, to me, is a positive. And, and again, I think, you know, we've seen, I've seen the comments here, Ralph's comments going about how we didn't defend in the last 15 minutes. And he's absolutely right. That's why this game ends up being 2 all because you don't get it right. You know, in that right-hand channel, Ramsey walks through it, gets the ball across, you know, and then gets across himself, scores obviously the first goal, and then obviously assists for Coutinho. And that isn't good enough but the margins are small, Haydar. I think if you get that right, suddenly this is a good game. 2-0, we go away and we go, wow, we didn't look that good against Villa the other night. And now we came there and actually did some pressing, actually set some traps. Uh, I think the energy thing is something that we're just going to have to wait and see because the more you do something, the better you become at it and the more energy you can put into it. And I think United today, first half, good energy for 35 minutes, then fell off. Good energy for another 15 and the second fell off. These are things that we know this Man United team does, whether it's fitness or whether it's just a mental agility to actually do the job. That's debatable, I think. Um, but there was much more positives today than negatives. It's just unfortunate that the negatives today lose you the points. It's the best performance that we've had since the Palace game. I absolutely agree with that. The first 35 minutes was probably a good representation of what Ranić wants to do and what his yeah. philosophy is. You know, when you talk about United were aggressive, they're winning the yep. ball back, they were compact, yep. they were looking to get the ball forward quickly. And I think a lot of a lot of that does come with the two wide men. I do want to talk about Alanga. I know we we said he was we mentioned him a little bit earlier saying he was good today, but 
I thought him and Tellez worked nicely on the left-hand side. When the Langer pulled out wide, Tellez would take up that space on the inside. And that's what Tellez used to do at Porto. You know, when before Tellez signed, and we were all excited because yeah. we were like, look, he plays so far up for Porto. Obviously, you've got to take into account that the Portuguese league is, is different intensity-wise to the Premier League. I think that's where Tellez possibly has struggled. But we saw Tellez getting forward and, and doing what we want him to, to do, you know, provide a little bit of threat going forward. That worked really nicely. The frustration, maybe, okay, maybe for me, what I'm frustrated about, and I actually really enjoyed the game. I tweeted about saying this is a this is a really enjoyable first half, barring the maybe the last 10 minutes. The frustrating thing is that United did the work, and while they were hanging on in that second half, what was frustrating is I, I felt like it switched off there. I didn't think it was a tactical problem, as we you know we've been discussing today. Mm. I feel like we switched off here. There were mistakes, and there were mistakes that players in our team make quite often, and that was my frustration. And Maybe maybe we're sitting here and thinking intensity is an issue, and we know that. Maybe the momentum was a problem as well, where Villa got momentum and we just couldn't stop it, the crowd behind them. But that's, again, where I come back to mentality, Rob. It's yeah. like when it's, when leaders have to stand up, right? When it's going against us, like when that first goal went in, you need players to then stand up and be like, right, look, we've got to get back to basics. We've got to keep it tight. We've got to you know be compact. We've got to keep the ball. We don't have someone that can do that. And unfortunately, I felt like we panicked and, and we lost the, the lead. And it is very frustrating. But I really did like what I saw from Alanga and Mason today. And Mason could have scored a goal. I remember when he went through on goal and uh, he just it just went past the post with a right-footed shot. And United you know, mm-hmm. could have won this game today. But unfortunately, the mistakes, mentality, mentality issues, in my, in my opinion, our inability to play with intensity for full 90 minutes is why we lost the game today. Okay, but I, I I agree with some of that. I think the, the the bit I'm trying to do when I look at these things tactically is not to kind of lean on cliches because I think some of this is stuff that we don't know. So when we talk about mentality, I think we have good examples of that as a across a pool of of examples we can kind of say, yeah, it is that. I think today this Man United team just kind of ran out of gas a little bit. Yeah, so that is mentally and physically. And I think that it happened in the first half, it happened in the second half, and we've seen it in other games. So that, to me, tells me technically that that's an issue. So how do you fix that? Well, you either bring other players into the club or you train them in a different way. And then after a period of training, you get closer to where you want to be. So if I'm looking at the Delow issue again, I, I keep going back to Delow, but I think he's a really good example. Delow makes the same mistakes every week of his life over and over and over again. He does the same stuff good on the front foot, but the same terrible stuff on the back foot. So if I'm, if I'm the manager, I'm looking at Delow today and I'm saying, right, mate, when we get back, we're going to work on this, this, this and this, and you better not do this, this and this again. That isn't necessarily mentality. That just might be aptitude. It might be a player being, you know, above his station that he's not good enough for Man United. I think that's probably more likely the case for Delow. And I think that might be the case for some of the players out there. What I'm happy about is that we saw coached structure and shape out there for the first time since this manager has arrived at this football club. Today, we did the Gagan press. We didn't do it well for 90 minutes, but we did do it well for, say, 35 minutes. And I think for that 15 minutes, we did press again. We didn't just stop. And the other thing you said about mentality, one issue and one mistake that came for the first Villa goal comes from Edison Cavani. He just smashes the ball up into the air, yeah, rather than doing something that you would expect him to do, like either put it down a channel or hold on to it, passable, do something sensible. He's 34 years old. We would not be talking about his mentality today, would we? So he in that, in that moment, he did something really stupid 
and that exposed the right back because the ball comes down, it bounces, it ends up somewhere else. So for me, you see, if it's a player who has a mentality issue, then we can talk about that player. But something in that moment there with Edison Cavani is just a bad mistake. It's a mistake. You know, he's made a mistake in that moment. So I don't think that United made huge errors in this game. I just think that in the closing stages, they just completely lost the kind of mental fortitude and, and, and the energy that goes with it. I think that's something I link, physical and mental energy. And I think those two things are compact. I think they're the same thing in the moment. You can't run around unless your brain's telling you to, and your brain can't work unless your body is 100%. So it's those are the two things. And that's what I saw with United in the last 15 minutes. I didn't see them panic. You used the word panic. I didn't see them panicking because I think they were trying to win the game at the end. You know, with a 2-2 in the last... Five they, minutes they panicked the game. when we conceded two goals. No, no, they the made second goal was There's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. Like that, that panic, it's panic, it's is, panic is it panic is doing something that you shouldn't do. Yeah. So it wasn't that they were doing something that was off off script. It was a right back allowing the right channel to be exposed. So we used to talk about Aaron Wambasakra, didn't we, last year about that with him and Lindelof all the time, every damn week. Same thing over and over again. Delo does the same thing. So Delo turns his body today, and by turning his body, Man United do not win this game. So that is a mistake. But I don't think that's I don't think that that's a team mentality issue. I think that's just an error. So I think if we defend better in those last fifteen minutes, and I and, and I say all the defenders for that, and the midfield, I'm not just putting it on Delo there. Then fine, but it does come from a very specific thing. And I think that's what the manager will say. He'll take his team in and he'll go, do you know what? You did do this, 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 this. This, this was all good. But that one thing you didn't do well, and that 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 blew us away. In the last six weeks, May United have done nothing well. Zero well. Nothing. Every game has been the same. Turgid, slow, no one running, no one setting traps. And we said it every week on the Masterclass. So this is why I'm not completely devastated by a 2-2 draw at Aston Villa. I felt a lot worse. I thought they played worse against Villa at Old Trafford in the Cup. Yeah, they win that game 1-0 and everyone's happy. You win 1-0, you're in through to Cup. Today was a much better performance. But people won't recognise that because they don't want to because you feel hurt in here. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. This is the classical example of it. I feel today Ranjik took steps. I think Ranjik took his team today and went, we solved one or two things today. And do you know what? The next game, let's try and be even better. I think it starts, I think you need a new right back. If Wambasaka isn't your right back and your right back isn't um, Delo, then you're either going, you know, somehow get Ethan Laird back or you go and buy a right back, you know, try and find your Trippier-esque type player but who isn't Trippier, and then you go with it there. I think United have a decent right-back today, Hato. You win this game, and you win it quite comfortably. I think we need to... Well, I've definitely looked at this season as an absolute write-off. Like, there's, the, It's about basically getting to the end of the season. We're still in a couple of cups. It's about trying to... Well, it's really just trying to coach the players into, you know, maybe a, a system where, you know, a bit more pressing where whoever comes in after, whether it's Ten Hag or Pochettino, both like to to press. That's where I'm seeing this season. What I do want to see though, Rob, is I want to see, I want to see good football. I want to see these mm -hmm. players be able to do, do, do. what yeah. they're asked to do yeah. and try and, you know, employ Rannick's philosophy, system and tactics for more than 35 minutes. And it's very, look, it's very difficult when we're sitting here and he comes in mid-season, he's just had the Christmas period and Look, it's very, very difficult to just suddenly change the players' makeup from what they were doing before to what they're doing now. But you st you've still got to do it more than 35 minutes. 
You do, these, you do. These, these lads yeah. are better than that, Rob. But they show, they've shown it against Palace. They've shown that they can do that. There are, look, there are. We've said this for like last two or three games. There are legitimate issues in terms of this, you know, mentality and quality in this squad. And we're seeing that mm-hmm. more and more, aren't we? Since Randy's come in, there was a lot of players. I thought, you know, these players are going to do well under Randy. You're actually seeing they're not up to scratch. So you know, that's important. But they need to be able to do it for more than 35 minutes. It's these mistakes and I want to talk about Varane because there are a few questions about Varane and there's an interesting question here uh, from Cohen saying how much better does Harry Maguire improve United over Varane especially in the build-up now it's gonna be an interesting conversation I didn't I didn't see think Varane was that bad today I actually thought he had a decent game I thought both centre-backs had decent games uh, you know, obviously, barring the fact that we conceded two goals near the end, I like the the balance between the two. I think what you lose when Varane or who, or even if Lindos on that left hand side, you do lose progression. Harry Maguire does pick the ball up and carry into midfield, and when Luke Shaw isn't playing as well, then you do lose your probably your two most progressive players. No Paul Pogba as well. There was a good comment earlier saying that um, it's here saying that you know Matic or Fred wouldn't have been on the pitch if Pogba and McTominay were available. There was no number six on the bench. Van der Beek struggles in that role, so he's no improvement, and he's the only midfield. I think that's true today, Rob. That you know people were calling for a midfielder to come on. I said to bring Van der Beek on and get three in midfield, just pack that midfield. But I think it's fair to say that if McTominay was playing, you know, or if he was on the bench, he would have come on. Pogba as well. You know, they w- we didn't have options to do that. But I think when you're looking at Maguire. Maguire has his 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 skills and he has his and his strengths, but he also has his deficiencies. You know, we do know that the fact that he he is he is slow, he is cumbersome. You know, at times, but I do think that United do lack on that left hand side without Luke Shaw or him there. They do that they do lack progression, someone to carry into midfield. When you look at the midfield today of Matic and Fred, maybe Maguire would have been you know an option today, but I still don't think that Varane was. Terrible today. I actually think he was he was pretty good. I didn't really see what you saw, so I'm interested to hear what you think about Varane and you know how he's coping with English football. I think if Varane has the performance uh, today that and say Harry Maguire had the identical performance today, I think social media would now be hanging the captain. I really do believe that Varane wasn't good today, Haydar. He wasn't good. His ball, his out service with the ball was poor. His covering was poor. His crossing across the tracks to get to left to right was poor. He just he didn't do anything particularly good today. Now I know for him he's had an injury. He's had two injuries. He had to fight against that. So there is a fitness issue there. But even in the in that goal with the second goal, you know where Coutinho has a tap in. If Iran is alive and does his job, he covers that track across. It's easy. It's an easy cutout, and you win the game, Haydar. And we're talking about bottling. So to me, that's like one of the worst parts of the game today was that Varane, who I think is a fantastic world-class defender, was not world-class today. And I think Harry Maguire would have done the job today on that left-hand side better than Varane did. So I I like to keep it real. Like, this is the whole thing. I do think that some players at Man United get protected and others get left and hung out to dry. So I think Varane, because he's only been at the club five minutes, everyone loves him and thinks he's a, you know, a sexy sign-in from Real Madrid. But that's fair enough, isn't it? He's just come to a brand new league. It it, it is. They've been, they've been unstructured and you're expecting like a defense, you know, I don't need to, to tell you this, you know, this A defense is about, about, you know, working as a unit. One yeah. player can't just change that. Can they? No, but he's got to take responsibility for his game. hundred percent. So I don't think Varane is the guy that gets you to like winning the league on his own. Cause that's not reality, but I do think Varane has to do his job. So today Varane didn't do his job very well. I thought Lindelof, who I'm not a fan of, Lindelof was okay today, kind of did his job. I thought Tellers, who I'm not a fan of, did his job. I think Delo, 
who didn't do his job today, we've already called him out, aren't we? So I, I don't think that there's anyone here that is safe from it that we can use an excuse and say, oh, he's only played her a few months. Raphael Varane is one of the best centre-backs of his generation. He's one of the best, and he's not playing like it. So this is the whole thing, is that when we have patience for one player but no patience for another, I don't get it, because I'm just calling it in a technical sense. Raphael Varane will not come off that pitch today and feel good about his performance. He won't come off and say, oh, do you know what? I, I really helped my team today. If he cuts that run across when Ramsey gets the ball and rolls it across to Coutinho to tap it in, you're telling me that the left centre-back should be five yards off that pace and not cutting that out or not getting close to Coutinho. And yet here we are talking about everything else except Varane. So we're talking about Varane because we are a tactic show and this is a tactical issue. Whereas I'm telling you, other, other shows will not be talking about this. They'll be talking about the same junk and garbage every week about our Man United, this, that and the other. It's positionally, if you get the positions right, it doesn't matter who's in the position. As long as they do the job, you can go and have a chance at winning a football match. And today I think United got seven right out of 11, maybe eight out of 11. And then the other three kind of let the team down. And I said, I think that was centre-back. I think that was defensive midfield. And I think that was right back. And unfortunately, they're all your defensive positions, aren't they? So then in the last 15, 20 minutes, you look like you're getting mugged off. You really do, because defensively, you look like you're having problems. I saw in the comments there, someone said that it was only the first 30 minutes you played well. I kind of agree with that. I think 30 minutes, 35 minutes is where we look solid. But I thought the game plan was still in place in the second half. And even I said at the end of the game, United were pushing forward to set traps, to do that kind of counter-pressing style. So it's not a case of being really high up, but you set the trap, you then go and get the ball like Donny van der Beek did in the 94th minute, get it in the box, one touch, bang, and you can win the game. And say Donny had done that, this would be a different masterclass, wouldn't it? We'd be going 3-2, fighters, they fought to the end, 3-2. But yeah, it's the same performance. It's exactly the same performance, but one moment can change things. If we defended better in that last 15 minutes, like Ralph said, I think we win this game quite comfortably. And that is a step on from the cup game where we beat them 1-0 at Old Trafford. It's also just showing the level that it's Man United side are playing at and the reality of where we are at the moment, unfortunately. We're crap. We are we're, a crap we're, 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 we're really we bad. Are. And I think, Rob, <laughs> something I do want to address is that, you know, it, it was it was just as bad before when before Ranjit comes in. This isn't these worse. aren't new Ranjit problems. It was worse. You know, we're yeah. getting beat five 0 by Liverpool, four one by Watford. So exactly. I just yeah. So it's I think what I expected is I thought that, and I looked at the squad and I thought, and I think a lot of people did. And Ranjit is a very clever tactician. This doesn't mean he he's a rubbish coach as well, because I'm seeing a lot of things that he's 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 a rubbish coach. But he's come in and I thought I looked at elements of the squad. We both did. We did a show on this and we thought you know this could. This player could really benefit. This player could. This player could press. This is how you can play Ronaldo, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It just hasn't really come off. And look, an element of that is to do with the fact we haven't had enough time on the training ground. But yep. unfortunately, the reality is this is a really poor Manchester United side who've had a really poor season, and it's not just going to go 180 like that. Even though I was, I thought it'd be a lot better than what we're seeing right now. So I think that is the frustration. And, you know, we're, we're sitting in January and the season. Look, the season was over months ago. Let's be honest. The season was over. But it really is over in terms of United, in my opinion, trying to get for that top four position. But I think what we need to... Top four is not we, over, Haydar. Top four is not United over. are not getting top... Rob, I'll do, a, I'll, 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 do a, I'll do a 10-quid bet with you now and everyone's listening to this. I don't want a 10-quid bet. I, I, United, know, I'm, I, I'm a statistical football journalist. It's not over yet. We're not playing well enough to say that we're a top four team. You're right. 
But at the same time, it's not over, you know, but when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer took the team over and we were awful and we went on that run and we got to third and then we ended up fifth. We actually got to third. So I don't look at it that way. I kind of look at you. You're right. Like the season has gone in the sense of, do we want to win a title? Of course, we're not going to win the title. Finished. See, but there are, the, the whole point is, is the great, the great thing about the Premier League is game to game to game to game. It's a new challenge every week. So you have to take each challenge as you go. So this is why if we, if we think of it in such regressive terms, we're just going to feel crap for the rest of the season, aren't we? And and we can't feel like that. You've got to look at whatever the positives are here. The cups are still up for grabs. You know, United are going to be back in the Champions League. Go and use all these games to get it right. Get to the Champions League in January, February, March, and then be ready. So I see at least progress. It's not the best progress in the world. And I don't think this Man United team are as nearly as bad as we feel that they are. But they've got to answer their critics on the football pitch. All of them, every individual, every individual do, one. Do you have confidence that they're going to do that, Rob? There's, there's very but little is, to suggest. I, I feel more confident after this game than I did before the last game. So when I saw the last game, we won 1-0. People are happy you win 1-0 in the cup. I thought we were shocking. I thought this is an awful game of football. United looked terrible. Running around like headless chickens, not being able to pass the ball, not being able to trap a ball. You know, Villa really kind of pounding United at times. That didn't happen today. United did have to go on the back foot in the second half because Villa started to take control of parts of the pitch, but it became a positional issue rather than it just being wild. So I look at today's performance. If Man United can improve on that in the next game and the next game and the next game, we might be getting somewhere. So when I say confident, no, but I'm willing to feel all right about it. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to sit here and throw my dummy out the pram and get upset. I'm not happy with, with a result, but at the same time, I'm not going to get completely down on it because we did see positives today. Alanga, Greenwood, Cavani, Bruno. I think Fred did well doing that number eight role, but defensively there were issues and defensively is why today you draw the game 2-2. Talk about defensively. Let's touch on that final player out of the threes. We spoke about Dalo and Varane. Let's talk about Nemanja Matic. Uh, I'm, Rob, I'm not even going to be tough on him. He's old. He's old. He's, slow. He's old. And I thought he had a good game that first 35. He he did he did what he does well, you know, in terms of positionally, you mm -hmm. know, when he when his legs are there, positionally he's he's a smart player, he's a good passer of the ball, he screens at defense, he was playing a four one four one, but you're asking him to play ninety minutes and unfortunately, you know, he just ran out of gas today. And, and that's the reality. Mm -hmm. And we have to look, we have to upgrade on him. And you see why McTominay does play week in, week out with Fred, because he gives he has more mobility, he you know, he does cover more ground. But mm -hmm. Matic is when you can get him to play 30 to 40 to 50 minutes in the game, he's fantastic. But the problem is that he just ran out of gas. And unfortunately, you know, uh, Villa were pretty relentless near the end and and they, they scored those two goals. But uh, I'm not going to be too hard on Matic because he, he did what I expected. You know, I don't blame him for being old and his legs going a little bit. And, uh, you know, he's he's he struggled. And the man Matic is a reserve at the end of the day. Yeah, like he, he's not going to take this team forward. You put him in there, McTominay's not available. If McTominay is available today, he plays that role today. As simple as that. And I think if he does play that role, you'd probably find that you have a tighter grip in that, that part of the pitch just because you've got more energy and more mobility. That's kind of how it goes. So, see, th this is why when we look at these things individually and kind of look at players, um, I know I don't worry about Matic. Matic is a bad game. I'm not really that worried because he's not part of the future of Man United, is he? You know, then when I look at kind of Delo, I kind of go, well, there's a question there. Will he play more games? Will he not? Well, I think that Delo will probably be on his way out of the football club at some point. And then kind of a look at Varane, and then I do worry because I'm like, mm. 
this is your Real Madrid four times Champions League winning, World Cup winning defender, kind of not doing it or not doing the standard. Might have been okay, but I need I need a higher standard because that's what you have to hold yourself to when you're world class. So that, that, see, see, it's like swings and roundabouts, isn't it, Haydar? I think this is it tactically. I think United got more right today tactically than they have done at any point under Ranić, and certainly at any point they did under Solskjaer. Like, I, I don't buy into that, that Ole could do this better or not better. I'm not interested in that because Ole's gone. So why even bother? Like, he's gone. He's the past. Forget the past. You know, it's not worth talking about him. It's the same not worth talking about Mourinho or Van Gaal. Um, but I think Ralph is slowly figuring it out from what I saw. And that's not a gut reaction. That's purely a visual kind of... Um, kind of, more kind of what I'm seeing in today's game than what I've seen in previous games. Like the can Crystal I, Palace I just one... add a point about... Hmm. I think I agree with the point he's figuring it out because you saw... He picked a balanced front three today. He did. So he he so and that was that was a big reason why United were better today because he was picking players that worked well together. And this is not even a Ronaldo thing because Ronaldo will come back most likely against uh, who are we playing in the midweek. Can't remember now. Whoever playing in midweek, but it's it's uh, more to yeah. do with the fact that you know the selection. Brentford. You could tell, yeah, Brentford. That's it. So you could you could tell that obviously with selection there was obviously a plan there, and the plan worked. You know, for the first thirty-five. So. That to me shows that he knows, and it's almost like this now. You're sitting here and thinking, from now to the end of the season, don't pick on reputation. And this is not just it's not Ronaldo. This is anyone, any player. Like you said, Varane. If Varane's had a poor game, does Phil Jones come in? That's I can't believe I'm even, even saying that. But you know, <laughs> Phil Jones showed, didn't he? And um, you know, he showed in, in that one performance that you know there's there's an absolute fire in him, and he had a good game. But this is a point that now yeah. you've got to start uh, picking one on on meritocracy. You know, in terms of how, how they're training, how they're playing, how it fits into the system, how they work with the other parts in the system. And United you know, need to have balance. So in some, yeah. in some ways, I'm quite excited. I was I was actually quite happy with the lineup. I thought, this is interesting. This is intriguing. And for that first 85, I was like, this is, this is exciting and enjoyable. Disappointed, annoying result, two mistakes. In my opinion, bottled the game. That's my opinion. I'm going to read out some of these comments here as well, Rob, from Ranić. Um, thank you very much to PA for putting them in the comments. So Ranik said, Alanga did well. He had two good chances to score, but he showed what I expected him to do. I knew that he would give us so, give us so I played him from the start. Um, and right now it's very disappointing, but what we showed was a step forward is about getting results. It feels like two points lost and given away. That's exactly yeah. how I feel. But if, you know, that's that was a positive, I think, that if he, he's found a combination that does work. He found a combination that gives him what he wants. Alanga just gives him so much off the ball especially but on the ball he's 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 a very exciting player and if he can fine-tune it he's a very young lad he can fine-tune and refine his end product you know United have got a nice little player there yeah he's a kid and I said in the last masterclass that he did more in five minutes at the end of the game when he came on than Marcus Rashford did for 85 so that's not a dig at Marcus that's this is just again what I'm seeing and it's a factual kind of feeling not not cliche because I think that you saw that in that five minutes that he can run and he can do work Today, what did he do? He ran, he did good work, he got in good positions. He's a wide player that's got the sensibility of a striker. So he can go narrow, he's comfortable going through the middle, maybe even more so than Marcus is. And Marcus, I think, is more naturally a kind of width play, you know, someone who wants to come from the wide areas and the wide channels. Whereas Alanga can do both. Alanga can be a nine and he can kind of play that more, say, number 10 role to the side a little bit. I think it's really, really good today. I'd like to see him start a lot more games. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go back to it. I know you keep using this word bottle. I, I, I can't
can't see it. I don't think any of them really kind of bottled it today. I just think they got it. I just think they ran out of energy and got some bits wrong. And I think that when you're two nil up, you have to see the game out. But then this is about know-how. Like, you know, we talked today. Um, today I covered Man City and, and I put a tweet out about Man City, about what they do. And people talk about how good they are. It's nothing to do with how good they are. It's about how they work and how they're drilled and how they're coached and how they how they gel together. That's what's important. And for United today, we saw a little bit of that, not 90 minutes. And yes, we want to see it over 90 minutes. But Rome isn't wasn't built in a day. And this is like the man's sixth or seventh game at Man United as a coach. And we're talking in terms of like totality, like they have to be the finished project or a product product already. And it's not real. One of the things here I've seen in the comments, and I really like, the best comment I've seen so far, Ralph getting the feel of the Premier League. That's what I felt today. I felt that. I thought this team looks like it's getting the idea. The manager is going, right, I'm assimilating to this. I know what the issues are. I'm trying to fix the issues while allowing us to breathe and play. And at 2-0, I felt that last 15 minutes would go like that. You know, when Bruno scored, I thought United are going to find it hard to just get get the gas out the tank here and keep going because then just naturally a team that do this, don't they? We've seen it all season long. We saw it last season. United struggle in late game situations. Um, and that's, I think that will continue. I don't think United will suddenly become brilliant at that in the next game or the game after that. But I do think that game management definitely improved today. I, I think Ranić in the first half had that. Second half, it was there. Substitutes, you could have made one or two others. As I said, you live and die by your substitutes, but I don't think that affects the game today. I don't think that suddenly makes, you know, Delo not turn his body that way and let the ball go inside. I've got a bugbear about that. You see, one one or two big mistakes. And then, of course, the game is too all. Uh, and that's right. People should be disappointed by the result, but I think you should be buoyant about the performance. I think, uh, yeah, no, I think the point about us not being the, the finished article is absolutely spot on. You can't achieve that in such a short amount of time. I think yeah. what fans do want to see that we both said this in the masterclass week in, week out. United have been absolutely awful to watch. They've been picking up results. They've been they've stopped leaking goals, which is a positive as well. Uh, but they've not been performing well. They've not been playing Ranjik ball, which is what we expected when they came in. Today, we saw that. We've seen it twice, Rob, for two 30-minute spells. That's it since mm -hmm. he's come in. So this is this is where he... this was better than the Palace one. The Palace one yeah. was wild, mad running around. Yeah, this is my place, pressing football. Watch me run. Look, look, I can do it. That's what they did against Palace. Today wasn't that. Today was controlled aggression. So for forty-five minutes, or say thirty to forty-five, and then fifteen, I would say the next forty-five, there was controlled aggression, setting traps left and right and center, and they were doing that. And that's the first time that we've seen that since the day that Ralph kind of walked in the door. That must be a real, tangible positive because they haven't done it. Up to now, we've just seen some weird kind of football, haven't we? Every game we've gone, what are we even watching? It just looks skewed. Like they're walking around. The centre forward don't look interested. They've got no real width. They've got no engine. McTominay having to do everything and winning man in the match award just because he's the only one doing something. All of these things are not a good cocktail, are they? But I think today, at least, we saw just a kind of first maybe seeds. And as I said, I'll go back to that comment, felt like Ralph was working out the Premier League today and he nearly beat Villa. Like this Villa team were better than us at Old Trafford. I really do think that. And they should have got something in that cup game. And today they also deserved a point from this match. He did mention midweek, Rob. Ralph did say that uh, something that has surprised him is the, you know, the, the tactical um, quality, let's say, of the lower teams in the Premier League. And I mm -hmm. think it's, 
look, he probably came in. I don't think he came in thinking it'd be easy. Of course not. But I don't think he came in expecting the club to be this this broken and and the issues to be this this big. I think that's what I've got from it. Because obviously he came in and he was like, you know, really happy to be it. Naturally, you would be like that. But as the weeks have gone on, you're seeing more and more issues. The issue is though, Rob, it's from back to front. Things have been broken all season. Things are working well last season in terms of. You know, Shaw was Shaw was fantastic last season, probably the best fullback in the league. Maguire had a really good season, and then you had Bruno Fernandez, who was absolutely flying. McFred was solid, and they haven't really shown that solidity this season. And uh, you know, we had that. You know, had Mason firing. You know, Martial didn't give as much, but you know, Pogba on that left hand side as well. We saw, and Pogba is. I think people are forgetting this. I will talk about Pogba because. Pogba walks straight back into his side when he is back, and we need someone of his quality, in my opinion. And he, whether it's in the the two positions behind the ten, or if it's uh, as as one of the two in the in the pivot. But for me, Paul Pogba, especially last season, people forget when United were you know at the top of the table, he was instrumental. He was winning games for Manchester United. So we haven't had Paul Pogba for a very very long time, and this this team already lacks quality in midfield. And there's a question here, and I'm going to bring that to you now, Rob. What have you heard in terms of United bringing someone in? Because I think that's a good place to start. I think United do need to, if they can find the right deal, I think Zakara, we did a podcast on Zakara, guys. Make sure you do check that out. We talked how he'd fit into the system, some of his qualities. Almost in some in some respects, you know, that midfielder that can carry United forward in terms of picking the ball up and dribbling it. Um, I mean, what are the chances of that? Because that's a good place to start for Ranić. He's shown what he can do with this, or what he can't do with this bunch of players. And, you know, you can only do so much of what you've got in front of you. Well, United will be active in this transfer market. They are looking. We know this. So it is happening. So who are, are they looking at? I think that's kind of the bigger questions. I think first and foremost, it'll be about who goes out the door first. So that's how United will look at this in terms of how you replace. There is talk also that Delo might be sold in this window. So, you know, we talk about today, Delo and the issues. He might not even be a problem very, very soon. So we're talking there about midfielders, but there's an argument that you need a right back first argument, you know, in terms of doing it, you know, someone to play week in, week out because Wambasaka might not be your first choice. Um, I still think Zakari is probably the best of a, of a bunch out there of players that could come in and could do a job that you specifically need. I think you need role players in midfield. I think that's really important. But again, I said on uh, one of my other podcasts, I don't believe Zakari is like the, the person that, that solves it. You don't bring Zakari in and United suddenly become a great team. I think you have to solve it as, as a holistic project, as I've said so many times before. It has to be everyone. Everyone has to press, Haydar. Everyone has to work together. Everyone has to be able to do it for the same amount of time. Everyone has to not make the same mistakes over and over again, game to game to game to game. Everyone has to have the same energy levels. And this is what the manager will be preaching. So th this is why I said I think it's really hard to give Ranik this job and to get him to do it for a six-month period and then expect that in that six months that it just all fixes itself. It's a very naive way of running a football club if anyone believes that, whether that be fans or the board. But I do like the idea of running, running this football club a lot longer. I do, because I want to see this style of football. And I want I to see don't it. want him as full-time manager, but I want him to up, I want him upstairs. I want him as a consultant. I've I want a Pochettino or a Ten Hag. That's what United should be going for. I don't think I don't think his strengths lie in this area, although he's a fantastic. He's but why don't you think his, his strengths lie in this area? Because I don't think that United should be going for someone who firstly the age factor for me, bring in a young Progressive manager, in my he's opinion. 60. He's not old. 
Rob, that is old. In any, in any old. Like, 60 years old. Rob, why would you want to miss out? Why would you want to miss out on a Ten Hag or a Pochettino? Two young managers. I don't want to miss out on them, but what if they're not available? Who do you, you get miss... then? All right, they're not available. Let's let's do the conversation. But they are available. You can't get they Ten Hag. No, Ten, Ten Hag, we don't know if he's 100% Pochettino available Pochettino will be available at the end of the season. You don't know that. Pochettino has got a contract to PSG. If like, they're available, not available, you go for they're not available. Who do you go for? You go for Rant. So now you're happy with Rannick at 60. Yeah, as the third choice. So I'm not saying, like, the thing is, I look at it like this. If we want to build a football club, you've got to have someone that knows how to build them. Yeah, right? so as, Ten as Hag, a director of football or in, Ten, in the hierarchy. Yeah, but he's not going to be director of football. He's not. But he's he's going to be in the hierarchy. Yeah, okay, but he will help build the hierarchy. He won't build the football the club. He, he, he's just got a contract. That's all it is. So he's not going to build the football club himself. We've got John Murto. He's the director of football. John Murto is building the football club. Yeah, with so Ranić as a consultant. So you have, yeah, but what does that mean? Well, what do you mean? What this does sounds that mean? Like it means that he's going to be he's going to be aiding them and helping and guiding Manchester look, look, and I'm providing his expertise with what he did at Red Bull. I'm talking. Now, he about... wasn't the manager at Red Bull. He was a manager I'm... at Leipzig for a season or two. But he that's where he he excelled off the pitch. And I want him still involved, but I want a younger manager to come in, a Pochettino or a Ten Hag, who are, in my opinion, who I believe would build the squad better and who are a better long-term fit for the club. Yeah, but you're talking like they are completely available on May United. They're going to go and get them. Well, Rob, obviously we're sitting here. We're in January and, and obviously they're not available as of right now. We get to the summer. They're going to be yeah. available if Manchester United go and speak to them. Pochettino is going to probably lose his job. Ten Hag has said many times he'd be interested in a bigger job. I just think you're talking about right now. Of course, we've got Ranić, and I'm happy with Ranić to the end of the season. Yeah. I don't think if those two are gettable, which they are, are gettable. It's very black and white, isn't it, Ada? Like, this is the whole thing. This is the problem, is that I'm talking just about football philosophies, about how we build a football club. So I get it that if you can get Ten Hag, then go and, yeah, get on with the Ten Hag project. But as we know, Ten Hag's never built, built a football club in his whole life. He hasn't. He's been part of a philosophy that doesn't work at Man United, doesn't work in English football. But I do like him. I think he's a really good coach. I'm not going to give him the job because he's young. I don't believe in that. So I believe you get the right person. That's the most important thing. Pochettino has got squad building and club building background and I would like Pochettino I think Pochettino is a stronger candidate than Ten Hag I agree I I've been saying that for, I, for, for but years I, but the Man United fan base will tell you the opposite because yeah, Ten Hag is flavour of the month so yeah. I'm not interested in flavour of the month I'm talking about now now Man United need to build from today not not in six months. If you wait till six months, you might as well just leave it for six months and forget about football. And this is we're not in that reality. Football is happening today. So I want to see a manager given a contract that can start work today on this because it's broken. So you need to fix it. You can't fix it in six months in lieu. No business works like that. You can't do your job in six months and just wait while, while everything crumbles down and falls the, to the, the biggest floor. issue, Rob, the biggest issue is that Ranick has no authority as an interim and you're which saying why he the should be the manager now, which is which is why which is why it's, it was a mistake probably to give him a six-month contract i thought they might give him an 18-month contract but it's looking like i didn't think that we'd be in a situation here where it almost feel like he has zero authority i thought you know maybe with him they'd maybe give him, maybe the players would be a little bit more sort of receptive it doesn't seem like that obviously if you give him the contract tomorrow then you've given him a job but then you've got to back him it's very, very difficult. Can't in my do opinion, the job I, in six I, don't think, I don't think it's the best option out mm. there in world football that Manchester United could get. I, I still think Pochettino is the best fit. And I know a lot of people are going to be in the comments, Ten Hag, Ten Hag. I still think that he wants to come to the club. 
he's worked with Levy's. He's worked with with difficult, let's say, difficult owners hierarchy. He's managed egos at PSG. He does a fantastic job. He plays he plays a, a pressing system. Hmm. Um, he played at Spurs. He did a fantastic job at Spurs. He did a fantastic job at Southampton. I think he's the best fit, even more than Ranić, for the job at Manchester United. But he's got a job already. Yeah, but I'm talking about in the summer. Yeah, I know, but you, you, you're talking in like future tense of everything. We need something now, hey, Dar. Yeah, you need to work the now. football club now. We're, we're if if I'm now. a footballer at Man United, I'm a footballer at Man United right now. Yeah, I'm going. I'm not listening to this bloke who's a coach. Why should I pay me for six months? I'll get paid ten million quid and I'll be on my way. That cannot be the way you run a football club. Right. We should be doing something more than that. This board is failing our football club and they're failing because they're willing to do what they did before and do a wait and see thing. I will wait six months because then maybe there'll be a, a coach available who's better than this coach. Go and put your thing down. Go and say what you want to do and what you want to, or how you're going to do it. You need someone who will build the squad and coach the squad and it needs to be longer than six months. So if you can't do that with Ten Hag today, Sorry, gone. If you can't do a Pochettino today, he's got another job. Sorry, you have to go with what you got. That's the way it is. That's how football works. And then, yeah, if that manager fails, then you go and get someone. So this is the issue. You could have then just stuck with Ole to the end of the season. Stuck with Ole and gone, do you know what? You failed. It didn't work. And do you know what? Ten Hag's available. And now he's the full-time manager. So thank you, Ole. Shake your hands. Gone. But this whole interim business is a joke. Well, so then, it's a joke. Yeah, so that's a different... So, we're talking so about we, different... we are going to do a masterclass on every show, yeah, every football match from now to wherever. What's the point? Because there, there's nothing happening. We're trying to do it in a salient manner, and that's the way it must be. You know, you have to do it game to game. But you've also then got to empower the people that are doing that game to game. So you've got to say to this manager, like you said there, you're surprised it wasn't an 18-month contract. I'm not surprised because it's the Glazers, because the Glazers are ridiculous. But ultimately, we need a full-time coach now, not in six months. So I would give him an 18-month contract today and say, there you go. And if it's awful, by the end of this season, sack him in six months. That's different because you're then empowering the guy to go and do his job. And and he's not going to be on the board, unfortunately. It's been cri- no, crystal be clear by Man United. So, but, so this is the whole thing about, you know, we're talking about him building club. There's no point saying he's a consultant. He's going to build the club. He's not. It's not going to happen because the Glazers have already said it's not going to happen. So we can't say, well, that might happen. It won't happen. So I would like him to be our director of football, but it's off the table. It's no point talking about it. So this is why I look at it this way. And I'm, I, I try, and, try and be black and white about those things because I think United need a coach now who's got authority. And I think that Rannick is getting there. Like as I said, I think I see it today. I see some progress. But it, it's not the full nine yards, is it? You know, we're going to get to the end of the season. Everyone's going to go, oh, it was an awful season, that. Well, why is that? It's because you didn't have a manager. You put an interim in place. What's we, Ralph this, supposed to this do? Was, this was, but we're having a different discussion here. So this is not even yeah. about whether it's Ralph or not. It's the fact that, you know, should United have gone and got a, the permanent manager straight after Oli? That's it's about the, the bigger question about performance, yeah, that, yeah. linking performances to, to your hierarchy. So your hierarchy is one thing and then your performances come off the back of it. And yet people want Man United players to care and say, oh, go out there and be brilliant and win football matches. If, if there's no manager in place for, till, for six months till 10 hour comes in, I'm going, well, I'll have a holiday for six yeah, months. But is, isn't that an indictment on the players then? doesn't matter. No, that's football. We'll, that, that, we'll, Dwight, we'll Dwight York said that. Dwight York said, Dwight York said when Sir Alex Ferguson retired the first time, he said the players went on holiday for six months. And then Sir Alex came back at the end of that season and went, lads, I'm staying. I'm not going. And Dwight York went, oh my God, I've been crap for six months because I thought his manager was going. Now that happened in the 90s with the best team of all time. 
So it's kind of like this has always happened. It's not new. Like we're not looking at players and going, oh, you're you're terrible, horrible millionaires. The thing is, it's difficult. How do you motivate yourself if you know in six months' time it's going to change again? Or even in six months' time, Ten Hag comes in and goes, you, 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 gone. You're out. I don't want you. So these things create instability, Haydar. And, and instability means it's hard to put tactics on a football pitch because players then go, well, why do I have to do it? Cavani, we like Cavani, don't we? Cavani's gone in six months. You know what I mean? Ronaldo, Ronaldo is gone in 18 months tops, maybe even gone in the summer. These are difficult things for people to take on board. So this is how I look at it. So when we talk about the tactics of a game and we kind of narrow it down to, say, Joga Delo, or we narrow it down to a defensive midfielder, the truth is that this is a much bigger problem than all those things. You need a coach who can say to these people with authority, I'm here next year, and if you want to be here next year, run. That's why Guardiola can do it. Not because he's Guardiola, but because he's had years of honing that squad. And he tells them, if you don't do what I want you to do, you're gone. And you need that authority at every football club. Man United do not have that authority at the moment. So how are we supposed to correlate that to good practice on a football pitch? It's really tough. That's what I'm kind of saying it to. We can look at each game and break it down and give all of our audience what we think about the statistical side of it and the, the tactics. But the truth is, to employ true tactics, you need a coach that's got a contract. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that point. But I think where we differ is you think Ranić's the best man for the job. And I don't think Ranić is the best man. As today, if I need him a coach today, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying you need a coach today and you need one now and, and Ten Hag is not available. Well, I'm not even talking about that. I, I, Ten Hag is mm. not my first choice. But it'd be or Poch. Or Poch even. Poch is, agree, though, Poch is more un, unavailable. We <laughs> both agree on the Pochettino point, though. If Pochettino is yeah. available in the summer, you bring him in. He's the yeah, best he's not the... at the moment. If he wins, okay, if he goes at the moment, something... we come to the summer hmm. and he's available, you go and get him. And that's why Man United, because my... Rob, I, I don't, for one moment, I mean, look, there's a comment here from Tim saying uh, if Ranić brings in the players for 18 months, gets sacked, new manager comes in, buys different players, it's better to wait six months for the right coach long term. I'm, I'm, look, I don't have any faith that this board does anything like using their head and thinking, you know, longer than two or three months. But I do think that the fact that Ranić didn't get the job full time is because they were looking at the summer and thinking Pochettino or Ten Hag. And, and I think the reports suggest that. It's, it's just not, it's not a secret that that's what United are looking at. If Ranić was the man, they would have given him the 18-month contract. But they obviously don't believe he's the man to be the long-term manager. And that's, that's the point. And unfortunately, if they don't believe he's a man, that is trickling down to the players. They don't believe he's he's here for. Well, why did here. they bring him in? Well, that well, you, you're asking me. I don't work on the board with the Glazers. That, that's that's yeah, the but problem. that's a giveaway, isn't it? Like, what, like we we're trying to hypothetically answer the question where you, they're giving him a two and a half year contract. They've not they're not said that he's rubbish. And the thing is, if you go and ask all of these top people in Europe about who's one of the best tactical coaches yeah, in the whole world, they say Ranić, and yet it's not good enough for us. Oh, there's going to be other people. This is what really gets my goat about it, because this, this is the whole thing about football. I, fantasy football is lovely, and I love fantasy football, and we do a show on it. This is real. This is reality. You need a coach today. You need someone to go and open the supermarket doors and be the manager of the supermarket and tell everyone who works in the damn supermarket what to do. You can't say, well, we'll open it in six months. So this is the problem. You can't wait in football. You can never wait. You can hire and sack and then hire again, but you can never wait. And Man United have twice chosen to wait. And the first time they did it with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, they kind of popped the cherry early, didn't they? They went, oh, he's done well for 20 games. Give him, give him a big contract. 
And ideally, they probably should have gone and got Pochettino at that point. Yeah, at that didn't. time. Yeah, they so, should have done. So if Rangnick does well now, what are they going to do? Keep Ralph and then go, well, Poch, we're not going to talk to you again. This is the issue. So the issue is that. So I would rather to make a firm decision now that helps the team understand that this world-class tactical coach who can build football clubs and has huge acumen and at 60 is not old, it's a good age for a manager. Anything, anything between the late 50s and 60s is always considered someone who's got lots of experience and done stuff before. And it talked today before the game about um, about his experiences of, of developing players. And I was thinking, this is the problem, isn't it? Because he's a great player developer. But how are you supposed to develop anything in six months? His strength is player development. And we can't do that because we're talking about results. And he knows that, that he has to win games. But at the same time, he could win all his games at the end of the season. And then they go... Oh, we've got Bochettino. Bye. What's the point? It's just the club should go for who they. The club should go with who they think yeah. is the best. And, and when we did all those manager videos, it should have been Ranić. Now, if you're going to get someone now, we we tried to say that we didn't want interim. You know, we both said that at the time, didn't we? Yeah. Now we we've got interim. Yeah. Now we've got an interim. We should either blow back against that and and say we were wrong, which I don't think we were. I think we were right. And I think mm-hmm. the real kind of party line on that is that they should have given Ranić a contract and made him full-time manager. And then if you want to go and get Poch later because Poch ain't available or Ten Hag's not available or any coach, then you go and do it in that order. That's how business works. All businesses, not just football. But football is more like that because it's a results business, isn't it? It's, you see it more. So today, May United draw 2 all. People get upset because you can see two goals. They won't see the good about the result. You win 1-0 against Aston Villa last week. People are happy because you win. It's like that left and right. It's kind of so binary. But that's not what the football club is. The football club needs to build. And if you get Ten Hag, great. But what happens if Ten Hag comes in and the first six months of the season, he loses 12 games out of the first 20? Rob, the Ten Hag is a huge risk. And we will do a Ten Hag Mm. podcast another time and we will break that down. But he's a massive risk. And what you're seeing really is that what, what I'm comfortable with is someone that knows the league. That's what I'm comfortable with. And that's why I'm angling towards Pochettino. We've seen Ranić. Look, his results aren't bad, Rob, to be honest. The performances have been poor, but we know we've broken down week after week the issues. But Ranić's results haven't been poor. It's one loss. No. Yes, no, United no, no, should be doing no, better. No. It's just it's just a really tough gig for him. You know, you're looking at... he Him coming in at the time that he came in was an issue as well. You know, he came in such a strange time. Obviously, Oli was back. We had the, the two weeks off. And then he obviously took the Watford game and then we had listened, wait for three days and then Ranya came in. The lo- logic doesn't really work with this board. Should have come in probably earlier than that. So he had a li- he had two weeks with the players or two weeks at least, least at the club to put his head down and get things a little bit in order. So it's always been from, from the start, it's been uphill battle. Obviously, he didn't get his visa for the time for the Arsenal game. It's all just been it's just been a mess this season. I don't, give him I don't the really job know, then. Give don't him really the job. Know what to say. Give him don't, the I job just... then. That's the answer. The answer is give him the job and say, right, we're going to have faith in you. Go and go and win us stuff and go and develop this squad. Because like you said there, Ten Hag is a risk and Pochettino has got a job. So you can't keep going after people. Do you know who, who they should have got, Rob? And we said this at the time and this is this, I mean Alan's saying here they should have got Conte. You know that that's who they probably should have got yeah, at that time. Yeah, permanent yeah. manager. But he would have been the permanent manager, Rob. And then you were like, right, okay, Conte's the permanent manager. Now you're sitting here and you're you that's it. Now you got now they got to back him. Have you watched Spurs? Have you watched yeah, them I have recently? Watched Spurs. Yeah, but you, they, yeah, they've been awful recently. So like this is the thing. It's like we Conte doesn't mean he's a bad manager though. Conte, no, it doesn't mean he's a bad manager in the same way it's not Ranić having these problems. I never, United. I mean, yeah, doesn't mean that a he's a bad manager. manager. Yeah. You know, we're talking about the general narrative. But Conte has got 
uh, a great CV and it's if you, how you apply it to that football club. So you could have gone and got Conte just in terms of the, the, the kind of crossover with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and you would have then given Conte the job full time. But the way it went, Tottenham went in with a big money offer. He went to Tottenham. So he wasn't that bothered about Man United. He could have waited for Man United, but he didn't. He went for Tottenham. So that's gone. And we kind of can push that to one side. You can only operate with what's reality, what's going on at that time. So you could have got Conte, but I don't think Conte fixes what we've got here overnight. But at least if he'd been the full-time manager, he would have had a, a chance to work with the players and get rid of the players. He's going to get rid of like eight players at Spurs. He wants to get rid of eight and he might even get rid of his captain, his captain who's like, that, you know, the, the, exactly. So this is the whole thing. It's, I don't like what about tree and football. Oh, we should have done this. It's rubbish. It's what you do now. It's how you do it now. It's about making strong, bold decisions. And we need a manager who's got long-term authority at Man United. We cannot wait six months because we are going to be treading water and we're going to be doing lots of these shows where people are upset and crying and feeling down because Man United gave away two goal leads. It ain't about that. There's so many more things that need to be fixed at Man United. And we're seeing it as a reflection on the football pitch. I think Randy's doing a good job. Like you just said there, he's only lost one game out of what, seven, six, seven, something like that. That's not a bad ratio. But at the same time, the performances haven't been there, have they? So today we saw something that almost resembled a performance and you almost won a football match if your right back almost does his job and then you're okay. But it's not as kind of binary as that either, is it? Look, the thing is, at the end of the day, whichever manager it is in the summer, they're going to have to... You mentioned Conte getting rid of eight or so players. Same thing's going to happen at Man United. There's, there's yeah. a lot of players that need to go out, players that need to come in. Yeah. And unfortunately, look, when we talk about the bigger problem, and we'll sort of... I'll give you, let you have your final word here, Rob. But, you know, the sort of bigger problem will always remain what's what's above and the ownership and the way this club's been run. And this, this is not something that's just... Uh, happening during Ranić's reign or just Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's reign. This has been happening even back in Sir Alex's reign, you know, from, from the day they bought the club, you know, from, I mean, remember that, remember you were telling me um, that someone said to you, or you said to someone that when United won the Champions League in 08, that you said, this is the last time United are going to win yeah. the Champions League. Then you yeah. said that back then, because, you know, you could almost foresee what was going to happen. We saw the no value in the market and we had the greatest manager of all time as a manager and, and masking over these issues. But this is just, this is seven, eight, nine, ten years of, of issues. And look, I I personally think Ranić has so much to offer this football club, but I want that experience and that, that, you know, the brain and the strategy of building the club from the top rather than from the dugout, in my opinion. I agree that, with what you're saying, Hayden. That's my Hader. final word on, on that. Yeah, I agree with you what you're saying 100%, but it's not going to happen. So it's literally not worth us debating it. So this is the thing. We can put our opinions out there, but I think some of it must be cemented in reality. So Ranić will never be on the Man United board. He'll never be the technical director of Man United. So there's no point in us saying we want that. It's just not going to happen. What we need to do is what happens with the manager's job today. So kind of my final word on it all is that, is that if... If the football club wants to tread water for six months, and this is kind of what we're, we're being told, you know, the football club want to keep their options open. You know what I mean? They kind of want to go do a little bit of speed dating and see what's out there and kind of, you know, test the waters and all that rubbish. This is a business worth 
billions of pounds and a football club that's loved by billions of people. So you've got to find a way. I want the job to be given to Ralph Rangnick. I wanted that before. I wanted him to be the full-time manager. When we did all those videos, he was the guy after Conte was off the market. I said, you either look at Brendan Rodgers as a full-time manager or you look at Ralph Rangnick. They were the two. And Ralph is here now. And I do like some of the good stuff that I'm seeing from him. And I want to see more. But unfortunately, like I said, if I'm a football at Man United, I'm not listening to a guy who's out the door in four months. I'm not doing it. I'm not interested. I'll earn my millions. I'll go home and put my feet up. People want Marcus Rashford to be better. Why should Marcus Rashford be better for this manager? He knows there's another manager coming in soon. You know, what? why should Ronaldo run more, you know, more yards? Because he knows this coach is going. You need a coach to come and say, no, I'm the boss. And I'm the one that tells you what to do. And I think the best guy on the market at the moment is the guy already working for Man United. He's already the coach of Man United. The other coaches are all hearsay. We don't know if they're going to come. Pochettino, I know, see, again, from my background in journalism, we know that Pochettino likes Man United. But his connection to Man United, Haydar, was with Ed Woodward. Ed Woodward's gone. So he, he wouldn't, he's, we don't have that connection anymore. Now, I'm sure that he'd still want to come to Man United, but it was because Woodward was doing the charming for years on him. So that's a, a door that's kind of slightly ajar, but it's going towards being closed. I don't think we should have eyes on managers at other football clubs like Paris Saint-Germain, because you are not going to be able to fight them when it comes to money. You would just not. I do think that if he gets sacked, then we're getting a manager who's just failed coming in. So that's a weird thing as well. So that's a I, very I, black and white binary thing to say, Rob. It is. It, it, it is. It is. But the game becomes about favoritism, doesn't it? So people can go, oh, yeah, you know, he did really well at Tottenham, but it was a bad end to his Tottenham spell. And I think he did really well at Southampton. And I like him. I think he's a really good coach. I would love him at Man United one day if it was the right set of circumstances. I also think Ten Hag is a great coach, but I do worry about him coming to England and taking over this mess because it is a mess and I don't know if he'd be able to operate under this board. I think a, a, a mature coach like Ranić, who's got tactics and understands politics because that's what he's done for a long time. He understands political football clubs and how to build within those politics. I think he's the ideal coach for Man United now. And I think you give him the job now and then you go, go with it. And then if he fails on the football pitch, then you say, thank you very much, Ralph. Off you go, back to Red Bull. And it was nice having you here for a year or two years or whatever. But I think you have to be like that. I think it's the only way we're going to see this Man United team grow. Otherwise, every game is going to be a little bit like this. A little bit of running, not a little bit of running. Some good tactics, some bad tactics. Some players looking good, some players not looking good. Very, very difficult to get unity behind a coach that hasn't got a long-term contract. And guys, we're going to wrap up there. Uh, look, Man United showed some uh, some really nice things in that first 35 minutes. I want to give a just sort of a shout-out to Alanga again. I thought he was fantastic. Bruno Fernandes got two goals. After the first time in a long time. Great to see him get on the score sheet. I'm absolutely buzzing for him. Mason Greenwood had a good game. And uh, Manchester United were, were showing things that we wanted them to see. Best performance since Palace. The bar is low. <laughs> we haven't played well, well for a very, very long time. And look, sometimes you've got to take these small little wins. I'm frustrated as anyone. A lot of people obviously can see that. It's because it would have been a fantastic win. Ranik knows what he's got to do. He knows the players that can fit the system i think he knows the players that can't fit the system rob i have trust in him but guys before we wrap up hit the like button hit the subscribe button make sure you go and follow us on twitter at, at tf masterclass give myself a follow on at hater underscore barney and give rob a follow on at underscore rob underscore b we won't uh be 
having a masterclass will be next week, Rob, after the Brentford game, but we will be back on the weekend. So uh, make sure you check out the Zakaria video. I think we might see a couple more rumors regarding that. So check him out, see how he can fit in. I think he'd be a great signing. Thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you all next time. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.